When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call of Super Bowl 58 on CBS last night. Chiefs over the Niners, 25-22. In overtime, we start to peek ahead to next year already because when better to bet futures than, well, when it's well into the future. It is BetQL Daily. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. We'll also recap all of the props, both the on-field props and off-the-field props uh, throughout the second hour here on BetQL Daily. Be sure to take us with you inside your Odyssey app. And, of course, watch on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Joining us as he does every Monday morning at 10 Eastern, our guy, Odyssey NFL insider and co-host of BetMGM Game Day, Jason LaConfora. Morning, Jason. Um, we hit Chiefs. Uh, we hit that. Yeah. The total, depending on what you liked, may have come just under the total for you, depending on how you played it. But Patrick Mahomes solidifies his legend, third MVP in his first uh, six seasons in the NFL. This is officially a Chiefs dynasty now with three rings in five years. And, I, I, I mean, the – Kyle Shanahan just can't break through the glass ceiling. That is no. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we spend hours breaking these games down, right, and going through our process and re, you know, double-checking it and going through it again. And my immediate knee-jerk handicap to this game ended up being buttressed by my research. And not to say that this wasn't a toss-up, and if Moody makes that extra point, maybe it goes a different way. But there's a reason that I – and Moody had the game of his life. But there's a reason why I trust Butker and Dave Tobe more than I trust the San Francisco kicker and special teams coordinator. There also was a special teams gaffe on a return, right, that was huge. Like the the who's been there, done it before stuff matters. Um, I liked Kansas City. I mean, you just go surface level. They're 13-3, and three, Reed and Mahomes in the playoffs. They're 12-5 and five against the spread. Who had the tougher road, them on the road in the AFC or San Francisco barely surviving, you know, lesser teams at home in the lesser conference? Like Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Come on now. You know, like all things being close to equal, I like the Chiefs. So the the way I bet this game was I bet Kansas City plus two. I bet Kansas City plus two and a half. I bet Kansas City money line. I bet Kansas City over 23 and a half points. Um, I didn't like any totals other than that. We talked about it, Chris, on our show. Like, that 47 and a half never moved. It was so snug. So who do I think is winning the game? Mm -hmm. Kansas City. Do I think they've got to get to 24 to win the game? Yes, I had this game capped 27-23, Kansas City. That was my correct score prediction. Um, You know, 27-23, 27-24. I sprinkled a little bit on both. I was a little off on that. I was way off on the rushing uh, aspect of this game. But the rest of the stuff, I was pretty on. Um, Kicker's playing a big role. Uh, A lot of the ancillary props, use check over longest reception, use check over receiving yards. Uh, Noah Gray to get the two receptions like he's done for me all through the playoffs. 
Um, but the rushing stuff, you know, was, was, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. At least that Pacheco uh, carries prop went over, but obviously not the anytime touchdown and not the yards. And Kyle does what Kyle does. He, he takes the ball out of the hands of the running back at critical junctures. And he pretty much conceded the second and third quarters in that regard. And you can't let Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes run 80 plays on you. If they run 80 plays on you, you're going to lose, son. Like, you got to know that. And he still doesn't seem to know that. And even though Kansas City wasn't very successful in the red zone yesterday, you can't give them short fields. And you gave them a couple of fumbles. And you miss Ayuk in the end zone. And there's the botched extra point that could have changed things late. We, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago after the Baltimore game. But does this feel like the Patriots? Does it feel like mm-hmm. the, the opposition, yeah. they see Reed, they see Mahomes, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot? This one to me is even more diabolical because the way I thought this would play out, especially talking to people in the Ravens organization after that championship game, they're like, mm-hmm. these dudes are like Duke when it was Leitner and Coach K and that crew, and they come in all smiles, right? And they're everybody's all Americans, and they butter up the officials, and then they start jabbing you in the back of your kneecaps <laughs> when you're not looking, and it's an elbow to the ribs when nobody else is looking, right? Okay. And they get you out of your game. The crazy thing for me in this game was the Chiefs were in their own heads. The Chiefs were taking the silly penalties. The Chiefs are throwing helmets on the sidelines. The Chiefs have, you know, Kelsey out of his mind running into Big Red. Like, so I'm thinking, wait a minute, maybe, maybe, maybe like the enemies from within on this one. But in this, you knew 30 minute halftime, right? They're probably going to recalibrate. And they did. And then it's the 49ers making the unforced errors. You know, Joe, to your point of, Watching a return sequence, um, you know, taking themselves out of the run game, right? Like, like conceding time of possession. You had a chance to really uh, run that Chiefs D line ragged more than even they did because, again, missed passes, too much on Purdy, not enough on McCaffrey in the middle portion of that game, which you've got to manage. And all that came back to bite them. But it was astonishing to me watching the Chiefs kind of be their own worst enemy. And I'm thinking maybe the weight of back-to-back has got to them. Maybe that's their kryptonite. No, that wasn't their yeah. kryptonite. So that's a long-winded way of saying, ain't nothing stopping them now. Like, I, you got to get your shots in on them when you can. Because over the next – I mean, Mahomes is – he's going to probably play to his late 30s. Like, he's chasing <laughs> Brady. He's not going to stop chasing Brady until he gets damn close. So you might have 10 more years of this. Like – yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. I was also impressed with Brock Purdy and his performance. At one point, I'm like, wow, Mahomes has an interception and Purdy doesn't. I would have thought the opposite would have taken place. What was your assessment of Brock Purdy and how do you rate him moving forward? Yeah, look, I, I think for a first time in the Super Bowl, it could have gone more sideways. I thought he'd throw a pick. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Uh, I, I think they... You know, I wonder how healthy Debo was coming into that game. Um, I didn't see a lot of three verts, you know, and really trying to attack that secondary. And I also know Spags was going to let them run the ball if they wanted to run the ball. He was not mm-hmm. going to concede the big play. They were they were going to mix up their coverages, quarters, cover six, um, and make them and make them earn it on the ground. 
So that probably had something to do with it. But like there wasn't, you know, it wasn't a ton of dynamic throws. Like he seemed to me to be a fairly rudimentary approach that they took. Um, I mean, there was one spell he was, you know, he wasn't very good on third down, right? Like that's, that's a reality. And his offensive line isn't great. I thought Chris Jones would be a major factor in that game. It's not going to show up in terms of sacks, but critical pressures, critical second downs and third downs where you know they're probably throwing. Could he get that kid off the spot and make him a little erratic? Uh, but yeah, look, he was fine. He wasn't great. You know, he, he wasn't going to will them to victory. He wasn't putting them on the back. It wasn't a ton of, oh my God, you know, jaw drop dropping throws. And frankly, I'm surprised he didn't activate his legs a, a, a teeny bit more. Yeah, uh, Jason Lockenfora, Odyssey NFL Insider with us here on BetQL Daily. You bring up the pressure. They did dial up the pressure a little bit more on Purdy in the second half, and he didn't struggle against it necessarily, but he didn't thrive against it either and take advantage of it the way he had against some teams earlier in the year, especially Green Bay and Detroit in the playoffs. Let's talk about the decision Shanahan made to take the ball in overtime, Jason, because that's a big point of discussion this morning as well. Um, I understand the logic of wanting to get the ball third in a sudden death situation if you trade scores, but my beef with it is you don't know if there's going to be a third possession, Kyle. You'd much rather be the second team and know what you have to do, and the Chiefs knew what they had to do. They don't go for it on fourth down in that situation where Mahomes scrambles for the first, unless they know they have to get the first down there, which they knew because, well, the Niners had already gone down and kicked a field goal. I mean, I think he botched it. I didn't understand it in real time. And then the more reading you do of what's coming out of the 49ers locker room, Andy Reid started practicing these situations in the training camp, and they spent weeks making sure and reinforcing that everybody understood that not if, but when, when we get to the playoffs, these are the rules and this is how it changes. And this is what it can be like in a Super Bowl. And here's why, if we get the choice, we're letting them have, you know, we're, we're, we're letting them have the ball. San Francisco, I've read stories coming out of there. Oh, we didn't realize the rules changed until we saw it on the board. Like, so if that's the case, like if you want to tell me Kyle Shanahan's playing chess, right? And he just kept all that away from them because I got it. Then you better have it, bro. Then the answer better be, I didn't tell them anything different because if we win, the other team's going to get the ball and then it all takes care of itself. We know what we need to do to win the game. If you're going second, it's all before you. But so wait, you don't practice it. You don't tell them. You don't emphasize it. And you decide that the third possession might be the most possession of the season, most important possession of the season. I, 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 and if you have the number one power ranked team, right, and we're the big bad 49ers and we're, we're better than you offensively and defensively, then why not just let them <laughs> – what is the difference with units on the field? Let's see if we can stop them. Let's, let's, let's let it play out. I mean, I can tell you this, Andy Reid and those guys, they're loving how it played out. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Like – uh, I, I can't back him in big spots. I, I just, I can't, Right. I won't, you know, I'm still pissed. My green Bay money line didn't hit cause it should have uh, <laughs> three weeks ago. Like they, you know, they, all right, they, they got bailed out by Darnell Savage and their kicker and that one. But like, I, I just don't, I don't, I, 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 there are reasons to wonder about him when it's all on the line. I mean, Nobody blows postseason leads like him. It's uncanny. 
Yeah. Four, five years, gets to the Final Four four times, still hasn't broken through. And, and it felt like he was playing for sudden death. Like, oh, new rules? Not Let's play for sudden death. We fi- he found a new way to lose. Um, looking ahead to next year, Jason, these two teams at the very top, BetMGM's uh, Super Bowl 59 odds. You have San Francisco plus 500, KC plus 750. Then it's the Ravens, the third favorite at plus 850. Now we get into double digits. The Bills and Lions, both 12 to 1. Cincinnati 14 to one Cowboys 16 to one. I know you're not going to go with uh, Jerry there. Uh, <laughs> any teams uh, that come to mind when looking ahead to next season? You know, when I, I did spend, I mean, only about 15 minutes looking at this, but the team that jumped out to me was green Bay, right? Because like, I know who they are. They know who they are. They operate a certain way. It's been tried and true. They're a young ascending team. Like, are they going to think that they're like one right guard away from the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? And blow all their money on a stupid free agent contract? No. Like, are they going to chase waterfalls? No. Do they draft and develop as well as anybody? Yes. Do they tend to do really well in the draft? Yes. You've already got the quarterback. They need to rework the offensive line some. But, like, I'm looking at who could go to Santa Clara and beat Kyle and with probably an assist from Kyle beating himself. Like, they're, they're, they were in that mix for me this – Four weeks ago. So, of course, they're in that mix for me now. Um, you know, versus like a Cincinnati where it's like, I like a lot about them, right? But like, mm-hmm. how's that owner going to handle this? Like, is Higgins really coming back? You know what I mean? Are they going to get the deal done with Jamar Chase? And if they do, does that mean they're not spending on anybody else? I just feel like I know Green Bay. I've seen Green Bay organizationally in situations like this with an ascending quarterback on his rookie deal. It's worked really well for them. That, you know, that kind of payout, uh, they were 16 to one. Like I got a little extra money sitting in my account right now. I'll probably, I'll probably put it on that. Before we let you go, I know we're running out of time. Is there anything else from whether it's the Super Bowl or looking ahead to next year that, you know, really stands out to you? Well, this, this quarterback class is going to be pretty pretty interesting and I think four will go in the top 10 I think six could go in the top 30 you know we'll see about the Bo Nix and where people are on him you know the Penix medicals it's one team um I I think quarterbacks are going to dominate this draft I think they'll go one two three again at least four in the top 10 and then which ones are ready to play you know and which aren't um is there a Chase Young in this group Officer Chase Young is there a Bryce Young in this group is there a CJ Stroud (laughs) in this group and if one of them can play DN and be a quarterback, then even then all the best. Yeah. If we get a Bryce Young and a Chase Young and the same guy, great. That's a hell of a combo. Yeah. I'm rooting for that yeah. guy. <laughs> Jason Luckin for uh, enjoy Oriole spring training. I think it starts in yes, two days. Let's go, uh, baby. Yeah. The offseason lays ahead of us now, and we start to look to see what teams will do talk about the quarterbacks uh but going throughout the spring and into the summer for next year in super bowl 59 thanks again for the time man thanks guys thanks for having me thanks Jason. absolutely odyssey nfl insider jason lock and a little bit later in the show third and final hour we will kick around some of the teams that we like maybe green bay is one of them for super bowl 59 early look ahead lines on that as well as the rest of the 2024 NFL schedule. MVP is up in some spots as well. But coming up next, from Usher's nipples to the color of the Gatorade. Oh, yeah, and some things on the field as well. We talk props right here on BetQL Daily.